Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. In Jesus' day, there were many who were possessed by demons. A large part of Jesus' ministry was displaying the power of God by casting the demons out. At one point, maybe more, Jesus was accused of casting out demons by the power of Satan. Today on Drawing Near, we listen to Jesus' response to one such accusation. So take your Bible and open it to Luke chapter 11, and join me as we study Divided Kingdoms. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to fellowship with believers, if not face-to-face, then through the study of your word in this digital way. And I pray, Father, that you'll bless each person as we seek to draw near to you, whether through this study or studying your word and praying through the power and presence of your Holy Spirit in our personal lives. Father, give us wisdom, give us understanding, and teach us about these things, especially things like this, that we're somewhat unfamiliar. Father, we pray that you would guide and direct us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In Luke chapter 11, beginning in verse 16, Luke writes, Others, testing him, sought from him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falls. As you've no doubt noticed, Jesus was often tested. Not everyone in the crowd was there to support him. Many were simply there to get something from him. Healing, the casting out of demons, some kind of spiritual instruction. There was more curiosity about Jesus than there was faith in Jesus. And then Jesus had his detractors, enemies, Pharisees, scribes, Sadducees, who were trying to make him look fraudulent in front of the people trying to embarrass him or prove that he was not who he claimed to be. And so in verse 16, we're told others, testing him, sought from him a sign from heaven. They wanted to see evidence that Jesus was who he claimed to be, the Son of God, the Messiah. It's interesting to me that this is the case because he'd already done a lot of healing, already cast out demons. He'd already performed many signs and wonders. He had done miracles. And yet, it was not enough. And that's the truth of the matter. So often, when people won't believe, they just continue to ask for more evidence when they've already received all the evidence necessary. And so, that's the way these people were. In verse 17, he says, But he, knowing their thoughts, he knew that they were testing him. He didn't just have to hear the words. Jesus, as the Son of God, as God on the earth, knew their thoughts. And so he responds not to their desiring a sign from heaven, but he responds to their thoughts. And he says, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to destruction, and a house divided against itself falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? They were saying he was casting out demons by the power of Satan. And he was saying, If I am an agent of Satan casting out demons, then I'm dividing Satan's house. I should want to strengthen it. 
In other words, he was saying their accusation is absurd. He goes on and says in verse 19, And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they will be your judges. If I cast out demons and you say I do it by Satan, why is it that you say your sons cast out demons or others have cast out demons and they're not doing it by Satan? And because they have cast out demons by the same power that Jesus was casting out demons, their sons or their countrymen will be their judges. But notice verse 20. Jesus says, But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. And that's exactly the case, isn't it? Jesus did cast out demons by the power, by the hand of God. And the kingdom of God has come upon them. But some in the crowd had refused to accept that. They had gone so far in rejecting it to claim that Jesus was working with the devil. In verse 21, Jesus gives an application, some explanation. He says, when a strong man, fully armed, guards his own palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he comes upon him and overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor in which he trusted and divides his spoils. Jesus is saying Satan is a strong man, fully armed, and he's guarding his own territory. In this case, a human being who is possessed by a demon. And he guards his possession. He guards his goods by the power of his strength. And then when a stronger than he comes, and obviously in this case, that's the Lord Jesus, and he overcomes him, he takes from him all his armor that he trusted and divides his spoil. Jesus comes in and in casting out this demon, sets these people free and he becomes the one in charge. He is the strong man because he is stronger than Satan. Now, if we're going to miss everything here, we need to catch one thing for sure. We need to understand Jesus is stronger than Satan. God is stronger than Satan. Satan is not a lesser God. Satan is not a power equal to God. Satan is subjected to God. He cannot do anything apart from God's permissive will. We need to understand Jesus is God and he is stronger than Satan. And he comes in and he casts out the demons. The demons are powerless to stop Jesus's effort. In verse 23, Jesus says this, He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. There are clear lines of division in the spiritual world. That division includes humanity. We are spiritual beings. And Jesus says, if you're not with him, you're against him. It's not enough to just say, I don't believe in Jesus. We need to understand that when someone refuses to put their faith in Jesus, they are an enemy of Jesus. Just like we all are enemies of God before we trust in Christ. We're not just ignorant or unbelieving. Because we do not stand with God, we are against him. Because there's enough evidence in creation alone to say that God does exist and that he is powerful and he is divine. We're told that in Romans 1. So Jesus says, if you're not with me, you're against me. Now we need to take that a little further as the church today. Those who are not with Jesus are against us. It could be our family members, our neighbors, people in the world, people at school, the office. We need to understand there are sides in this spiritual conflict. If we are on Christ's side, everyone who is not on Christ's side 
is not only against Christ, but against his people, his church, against us. And if we're not working with Christ, if we're not gathering with Christ, gathering the lost to God, then what we're actually doing is we're scattering. We're working against Christ in the evangelistic effort. In verse 24, Jesus says this, When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest, and finding none. He says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Now, I don't know that this is talking about demon possession as much as it's talking about when we are free from the power of Satan, if we don't continue to walk with Christ, we actually can become a worse person than we were in the beginning. And I have seen that happen so many times. People who have claimed to put faith in Christ, people who have claimed to come into the light, who start serving God or appear to be serving God, and then they walk away. They become cold, indifferent, casual toward the faith, and they walk away. And so often they become a worse sinner than they were before. Now, you and I would not consider that to be Satan coming or demons coming and influencing that individual. But the truth of the matter is, if God is not our father, then Satan is. That's what Jesus tells us. If we're not under the influence of God, then we are under evil spiritual influences. Ephesians chapter 6 says, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers of darkness in the air. We need to understand that just walking away from Jesus is walking toward the devil, walking with the devil. This is critical to understand. When we try to save someone, when we try to witness to someone, bring them to faith in Christ, we are trying to, through the gospel, break the power of Satan in their lives. That's why this is so critical. And when it's all said and done, we are all going to die and go to the one that we serve. Go with the one that we serve. If we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we will spend eternity with him, with God the Father, in heaven. If we reject Jesus Christ, we will spend eternity with Satan in hell for all eternity. Isn't that something? Eventually, these two sides are going to be completely and permanently divided, one in heaven and one in hell. The question is, whose side are you on? Whose side am I on? If we are on the Lord's side, then we need to commit ourselves to trusting in Him and following Him faithfully day by day. I hope and pray that that's your commitment. Father in heaven, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the truths of these words, and there's so much more here than we've covered in these brief few minutes. I pray, Father, that you would help us to understand them better, to pour over these words, to reflect on this division of power, this spiritual warfare and conflict that exists in your creation and exists among humanity. Father, help us to understand that we are the spoils of this war. As you conquer and take over, you are winning people from Satan, from the world, back to yourself. And the ultimate conclusion in this conflict happened on the cross in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. That's where you achieve victory in this conflict and victory for so many of us who put faith in Jesus. 
Help us, Father, to walk faithfully in the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask these things in his name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.